Hello there, and welcome to Monday Motivation with me, Stuart Wellborn. I'm a coach, therapist, and author. Well, I've written one book, and that was over 10 years ago, but I am working on my second book as we speak, or at least as I speak. If this is your first time coming across this podcast, what I do is every Monday I am reading a chapter from a personal development book which is in the public domain. I'm also reading it for the first time myself, so occasionally there may be some errors or mispronunciations. We are on chapter six today, so I would suggest if you are coming across this for the first time, you go and start at chapter one. I'm also aware that this podcast, even though I'm recording it in December 13th to be precise, will be coming out on New Year's Day. So if you are listening to this on New Year's Day, Happy New Year. Although I'd be very surprised if anybody's listening to this podcast on New Year's Day at seven o'clock in the morning. I would imagine most people will be nursing a hangover. Anyway, I'm not going to waffle on any more at the beginning. Let's get on with Chapter 6 of Light on Life's Difficulties by James Allen. Chapter 6 is entitled Light on Adherence to Principle. The man of truth never departs from the divine principles which he has espoused. He may be threatened with sickness, poverty, pain, loss of friends and position, yea, even with immediate death, yet he does not desert the principles which he knows to be eternally true. To him there is one thing more grievous, more to be feared and shunned than all the above evils put together, and that is the desertion of principle. To turn coward in the hour of trial, to deny conscience, to join the rabble of passions, desires and fears in turning upon, accusing and crucifying the eternal Christ of divine principle, because, forsooth, that principle has not given him personal health, affluence and ease. This, to the man of truth, is the evil of evils, the sin of sins. We cannot escape sickness and death. Though we avoid them for a long time, in the end they will overtake us. But we can avoid wrongdoing. We can avoid fear and cowardice. When we habitually avoid wrongdoing and cast out fear, the evils of life will not subdue us when they overtake us, for we shall have mastered them. Instead of avoiding them for a season, we shall have conquered them on their own ground. There are those that teach that it is right to do wrong when the wrong is to protect another. That it is good, for instance, to tell a lie when its object is the well-being of another. That is, that it is right to desert a principle of truthfulness under severe trial. Such teaching has never emanated from the lips of the great teachers. It has not been uttered even by those lesser, yet superbly noble men, the prophets, saints and martyrs, for those divinely illuminated men knew full well that no circumstance can make a wrong a right, and that a lie has no saving and protective power. Wrongdoing is a greater evil than pain, and a lie is more deadly and destructive than death. Jesus rebuked Peter for trying to shield his master's life by wrongdoing, and no right-minded person would accept life at the expense of the moral character of another when it appeared possible to do so. All men admire and revere the martyrs, those steadfast men and women who feared wrong, cowardice and lying, but who did not fear pain and death, those who were steadfast and calm in their adherence to principle even when brought to the utmost extremity of trial. Yea, even when the taunts and jeers of enemies assailed them, and the tears and agonies of loved ones appealed to them, they flinched not nor turned back, 
knowing that the future good and salvation of the whole world depended upon their firmness in that supreme hour. For this they stand through all time as monuments of virtue, centres of saving and uplifting power for all humankind. But he who lied to save himself, or for the sake of the two or three beings whom he personally loved, is rarely heard of, for in the hour of desertion of principle his power was gone. If he is heard of, he is not loved for that lie. He is always looked upon as one who fell when the test was applied, as an example of the highest virtue he is rejected by all men in all times. Had all men believed that an untruth was right under extreme circumstances, we should have no martyrs and saints, the moral fibre of humanity would have been undermined, and the world left to grope in ever-deepening darkness. The attitude which regards wrongdoing for the sake of others as the right thing to do is based on the tacit assumption that wrong and untruth are inferior evils to unhappiness, pain and death. But the man of moral insight knows that wrong and untruth are the greater evils, and so he never commits them, even though his own life or the lives of others appear to be at stake. It is easy for a man in the flowery time of ease or the heyday of prosperity to persuade himself that he is staunchly adhering to principle. But when pain overtakes him, when the darkness of misfortune begins to settle down upon him and the pressure of circumstances hems him in, then he is on his trial and has come to the testing time. In that season it will be brought to light whether he clings to self or adheres to truth. Principles are for our salvation in the hour of need. If we desert them in that hour, how can we be saved from the snares and pains of self? If a man does wrong to his conscience, thinking thereby to avoid some immediate or pressing pain, he does not but increase pain and evil. The good man is less anxious to avoid pain than wrongdoing. There is neither wisdom nor safety in deserting permanent and protective principles when our happiness seems to be at stake. If we desert the true for the pleasant, we shall lose both the pleasant and the true. But if we desert the pleasant for the true, the peace of truth will soothe away our sorrow. If we barter the higher for the lower, emptiness and anguish will overtake us, and then, having abandoned the eternal, where is our rock of refuge? But if we yield up the lower for the higher, the strength and satisfaction of the higher will remain with us. Fullness of joy will overtake us, and we shall find in truth a rock of refuge from the evils and sorrows of life. To find the permanent amid all the changes of life, and having found it, adhere to it under all circumstances. This only is the true happiness, this only is salvation and lasting peace. So there we have it, that's chapter 6, an interesting one. Well, I say that every time, don't I? I always say, well, that was interesting. <laughs> but he is right, though. Um, if you have principles, that is a true sign of your integrity to them, isn't it? If It's easy to stand by principle when all's good and easy and peaceful, but when the pressure comes on, are you going to stand by your principles or are you going to run away and hide? And that's a question we can only answer ourselves. I guess there was something else that came up for me, because as I've mentioned before in other episodes, not in this particular book, but in other books I've read, that I've got a master's in film, because I do some indie filmmaking, I do a bit of acting as well on the side, under a stage name. 
that uh, what came up for me was at the beginning when he says about telling a lie to protect another. That reminded me of Babylon 5 and the Membari. Don't know if you ever watched Babylon 5. It is my second favourite sci-fi franchise after Star Wars. <laughs> and if you've not watched it, or even if you have and you don't like it, you really do need to watch it from the beginning, from the pilot movie one, The Gathering, all the way through to the end of season four in order because the arc of the characters, if you miss an episode, you might miss an important thing in it. But I'm going off on a tangent there. But anyway, the Membari are the kind of spiritual kind of people, but spiritual warriors. And the, in the series, the Membari never lie. And an episode comes up where one of them does lie and there's another one where one's accused of lying and all the stuff that goes along with that is quite interesting. But it turns out the Membari are allowed to lie if it's to save face for another person. So that was something that came up for me when I was just reading the beginning of this chapter. And it's kind of something that I've probably adopted myself. I try not to lie. I read the book Radical Honesty by Brad Blanton. Ooh about 15 years ago. Now, I don't employ uh, radical honesty as much as they do in the book, but I try not to lie unless it's to save face for another person, like the Membari. And just making another quick connection there of um, Brad Blanton's radical honesty. If you want to see that in action in a TV series, check out Lie to Me with Tim Roth, because one of the people in his team employs radical honesty, so... If you wanted to see that in action and can't be bothered to read the book, go and check out Lie to Me. So what came up for you in this chapter? I'd love to hear. I know that I've got <laughs> at least three subscribers through, um, uh, what do you call it? Spotify. Which I don't mind. I'm not doing this for the numbers. As long as somebody's getting some benefit out of this, I'm reading this for my own interest. And by recording it as a podcast, it means that I do actually do it because it's so easy to put off reading books because life's so busy these days that making time to sit down and read a book or listen to a book's not that easy. You might be listening to this in a car. I listen to a lot of audio books when I'm driving. So the fact that I haven't got a huge following does not bother me. As long as some people are getting some benefit out of this, it makes it worthwhile. It's not just me getting the benefit. You, one of my subscribers, is getting the benefit too or just somebody dropping in now and again i know a lot of people do podcasts for their ego and want to be famous that's not what i'm doing it for whether i have two followers or a million followers is irrelevant as long as somebody's getting some good out of this episode of these episodes should i say and uh, it's helping them become better people then that's good so <laughs> as i went off on a bit of a tangent then about why i'm doing the podcast uh, of my subscribers or even a casual listener what came up for you during that chapter there is somewhere to leave a comment and hopefully i'd get a notification of a comment uh, i'd be interested to see what came up for you on that one because principles is a good one i thought would you be willing to be like the martyrs or would you change your story under pain and torture under ridicule and all these things would you stand up for your principles? Or would you go, no, you're all right. <laughs> I don't know what I do under those situations. Depends what the principle is, I guess. 
having served in the military, I sailed to war a long time ago. And I feel fortunate and grateful that I didn't see any of the horrors that most people see when they go to war. But I did sail, and I, that was under a principle that I was prepared to die for. My views on some of those things may have changed since those days, but I would still, I think the principle that I went to sail under was still the same. I think it's more the politics that I've come to become aware of since that would change my view on war now. Anyway, that's enough waffle from me. I mean, it's New Year's Day, or was New Year's Day when this episode came out. As I say, I'd be very surprised if anyone's listening to it on New Year's Day. But if you are, well done. I'm sure you've got better things to be doing for the rest of this day, whether it's New Year's Day or another day, long in the future. So to wrap up, I hope you got something good out of that chapter, and I hope you'll tune in next Monday for the next one. And if you enjoyed it and you've not subscribed already, do subscribe. Have a good week and bye for now.